0: This
1: is an Annamie podcast. Uh, hi, listeners, watchers, uh, growers, grown-ups, little kids, whoever is uh, listening right now. Welcome back to the pod. We're here another week growing up. God bless. Am I right? Today in the studio, I'm very excited. First of all, first time I've had this many people on the pod and this many people to interview. But I have a really amazing band who just dropped their fifth record and who grew up as Neds Declassified fans. So I always love that. Uh, they are brothers, they are musicians, they're very talented. Yeah, I'm happy to have you guys here, AJR, hi. Hello, hey. hello, thanks is, for having us. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah. AJR, is that your guys' names? Yes it is. That's right.
2: It's Adam, Jack, and Ryan over here.
1: Who's the oldest, who's the youngest, what's happening?
2: I'm the oldest. Middle. Youngest. Youngest. Cool. Yep. Have you, you've had two people here before? Or just I've one?
1: had, I've had two. We've had a three-way on here before, but never a four-way. Mm. So, hey, guys. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get a little crazy. We're all going to be
2: talking at the exact same time at all times.
1: Honestly, so. before you guys came in, I was like thinking about that. I'm like, how is this going to go? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys are used to it by now, though, right? Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, they just let you, the baby, do all the talking, right? The little I always brother, say closest b- to the- Big little brother uh, energy? Pretty much. That's yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> so
0: does, does everyone feel like they're already friends with you? Do you feel like that just from Ned's? Yes. I'm getting that energy. Like, dude, my whole life. Really? Yeah. Like, we're already buddies. We could just skip the part of meeting each other.
1: Yeah. Dude, it's such a strange thing. Because, like, Ned was everybody's friend and because I talked to you through the camera, yeah. like, everyone does feel like they actually know me. And, like, we're already, you know, we're already far along in our relationship. Which, most of the time in my life, that's actually, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. Right. Like... It, it's kind of really cool that people feel that trust and like that safe and that kind of like childhood friendship. Yeah. Um. So most of the time it's cool. Some of the time it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah but you don't know me, so fucking chill out, please. What, people coming on too strong. Yeah, yeah. People being like a little too familiar with me, and right, I'm like,
2: like, it's not a natural progression of a relation.
1: Exactly. Though. I'm like, I'm a stranger. You know. As long as they have self awareness, cool. But I'm sure you guys have met fans who don't. Yeah. I-
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, um, <laughs> no, uh, there definitely are some fans who really want to like meet us for the first time and just really want to escalate and be like, and uh, maybe start like insulting us yeah, and be like, we're good enough thing. friends to be insulting each other already. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. So that's, that's that the same thing. thing. Like too yeah. familiar. Like don't. No, no, we can be nice. Yeah. Don't start joking around with me like that. Yeah, like right. don't like razz me. That's for people who know me, buddy.
2: Right, there's a natural progression of relationship or else like yeah. how do you don't even know what's real anymore. Yeah. Not, right, mm. like what a normal friend is. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's a strange, the, the Ned's uh, journey, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's ever ongoing, you know, mm. in my 30s now and Ned's is still a huge part of my life. I never would have guessed that, but I'm not mad at it. And honestly, the flip side of like people being so familiar with me, and like feeling so good, like it's nothing but love, man. When yeah. I meet people, like it's so positive.
2: Totally. Well, it was such a unique show in that it was just the most applicable to life ever. It yeah. was different than the other ones on at the time because it was like I watched it and then I thought about it the next day in school. Right. right? Yeah. It, it like it kind of accomplished what it wanted to
0: accomplish. Yes.
2: I thought about moments, right? I actually used the tips. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it was this. It was kind of one of a kind in that one. Yeah, It felt
0: like almost like the black sheep of uh, of Nickelodeon a little bit. Yeah, right? we, it wasn't we felt the that way. Drake and Josh, Zoe yeah. 101 formula. Yeah. You, oh,
1: you felt like
0: that? Why, yeah, why, yeah. How did you feel?
1: No, it felt like that. Like we weren't Drake and Josh. We weren't Zoe 101. We weren't Emma Roberts. Like we were like the weird underdog. cartoony yeah. underdog yeah. show. Like it did, it just kind of felt that way. Hmm. I think we got like less budgets than they did I don't know that that's true but it felt like that But that's
2: Well that's <laughs> also what made, well that was like apparent, I don't know if that was like a choice but that's what made saying, the show hilarious
1: <laughs> You're saying our our low budget was apparent? No, no, it's son a, of a bitch I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you
2: an example, like when like when, and we were big fans, like yeah. when a dummy would like drop yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. so clearly not a person, <laughs> yes. was that a creative choice or was that a budget thing? I think it was, I was both like, Okay, I think it was both. because that's what made that amazing right? Yes. It's like made yeah, the yeah. show so charming
1: Yeah, we've been doing the rewatch for the for the Neds pod and like, re- like I had forgotten about that like when the dummies on the back of Matt Hoffman and the legs and the are leg- just like there's just flopping. no legs in the pants. yeah there's no <laughs> knees it's just flopping around I'm like that makes me laugh now as an adult like yeah. I love this choice yeah no yeah. but it's
2: like the, it's the charm that home videos give you or just like an amateur skateboard video kind of gives you yeah. obviously not to that degree but that's why it felt kind of like a cool break from the other shows
1: yeah yeah it, it was its own tone that's Scott Fellows who created it like it, it was just just its own tone. And the biggest thing was it was the pure intention of actually wanting to help the viewer and make them feel like a lot of shows don't have that. It's like secondary, you know, like on a very special episode of- Right, right, right. They they do the one episode where it kind of talks really to the audience about a serious issue. Like Ned's the entire time had that genuine intention of wanting you guys to watch it and think about it and feel less alone and feel like life's a little more accessible even when it feels hard, you know?
3: Yeah. Totally. I
0: feel like the show was such a success like probably a lot because of you, but also just because of that character. It's just so likable. You just wanted that character at your school. Exactly. exactly. Crafted the perfect little yeah. kid. Yeah. He, he was the
1: every, yeah. the every man, yeah. the every kid.
2: Right. Like wasn't like he did want to do well in school, but he couldn't quite get exactly. there. Exactly. Good intention.
0: Yeah. Totally, intentions.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. like pure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's what's weirdly lined up with my life, man. It's like I kind of was that way. Like, I mean, I was good in school but I was also just like friends with everyone Mm. and wanted everyone I don't know I've always kind of had that thing where I want everyone to do well and just like if someone comes to me with a problem like I care like if someone comes to me suffering or hurting in any way like I genuinely care I'm like oh hey let's just like connect on this for a minute and like let you know like it's okay that makes sense. And that was even before the show? Yeah Uh, yeah kind of like lined up and then as I got older and like developed as a human like realizing that I ended up on a TV show that had that character and that heart to it and then like as I grew up I really was becoming that it was such a strange kind of mystical fucking thing to right. to see
0: oh, yeah yeah crazy i guess you're also a combination of the people you surround yourself with so I don't know their name, sorry, but Moe's and- Yeah, uh, Daniel
1: and uh, and Lindsay. Daniel and Lindsay.
0: I wonder if their personalities also like kind of molded you into who Ned turned out to be. Yeah, yeah
1: strange, man. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we're reconnecting now in our 30s and it's a blast. It's like a beautiful thing. Here's what's up. We all are probably using crappy little razors that aren't made well, that you have to replace all the time. And the thing is, they're cheap materials, but they're not cheap to buy. For me, I get razor burn, I get nicks. I don't enjoy it. So if you are looking to upgrade your razor game, and even if you're thinking, nah, do I really need that? You do, you do. You need to make the switch because I did and I'm thrilled with it. Let's hear more about Henson shaving. Look at this thing. You can't see it, but it's beautiful and it has an incredible feel to it. Shaving with it is amazing. It's a beautiful, engineered razor. And once you have the actual razor, it's only gonna cost you three to five dollars per year to replace the blades. So this is it. This is your razor for life. Instead of having to constantly replace and throw out and get those expensive different head cartridges and all that, now It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash growing up to pick the razor for you and use code growing up and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to dot com slash growing up and use code growing up. That's crazy. Like I'll have this forever now. Wild. Okay, guys, back to our show. That is um, cool. Where did you guys grow up? Where were you watching, Ned's?
2: Uh, New York City, born and raised. New York City, Mm -hmm. not Westchester. No, no. Is that what you found? No, 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 no. no, I was just, I was just making sure I wasn't like bullshit. Yeah, I was just, he said
1: city and I was just (laughs) making sure (laughs) what website are you on? Not Connecticut, Yeah,
2: I checked a fan fiction website, (laughs) enough,
1: (laughs) I was just making sure you weren't repping the city and really you're from the suburbs.
2: No, born in Manhattan, raised in, I was in Queens for like a few years and then
0: Manhattan. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. How is it growing up? in the big city.
0: It was great. We yeah. started off uh, street performing. So that's all because of New York City. We just wow. probably wouldn't have been a band if it wasn't for New York City. We just went out into Washington Square Park and we just started playing songs and we used to tap dance and stuff. And then we made enough money to buy all of our recording equipment. and then Through we came busking? Yeah. We didn't know anybody. In the
2: imagine the a, I was... You guys are the dream. <laughs> I, I was like seven at the time. So now imagine like a seven-year-old street performing. <laughs> you would probably give them I'd money. Give,
0: I'd give you a little bit there of money. Yeah.
2: That's, that's A little fun. high five. That's why we were able to afford
0: you know, instruments Literally. and a high
1: five. Yeah.
2: yeah, I would have taken the Good high job, five. Good job, buddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's a dollar. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, so New York's been really important to us in that way. And it's, yeah. it, it gets a really bad rap, right? rightfully so in a lot of ways. There's some really, you know, dangerous, scary aspects, but there's sure. just like, there's no place like it. It's just nope. the homiest, coziest. It just teaches you, kind of makes you grow up really fast, I guess. Like, like that. We're riding the subway at age 10 alone yeah. and you just kind of, that's what. That's what has to be done. Yeah, that's wild.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of parents who like couldn't imagine that like sending their kids out just yeah. into New York on the subway but I get it you gotta get to school or you gotta we like, have to get go out. Like, they, yeah. they can't
2: take yeah. us we <laughs> yeah. gotta get there yeah yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I love New York for that cause I've been in LA since I was a kid and like I love LA I love it here I'm, I'm gonna live here for most of my life but for everything LA has going for it it's a even though it's so big and I have so much community here it's a it's a city of, of isolated little bubbles because yeah. of our cars like mm-hmm. because there's no public transit I'm driving A to B every time get in see some people like like ramey my producer here we live two minutes away from each other but we don't carpool here because i gotta go somewhere else after and she's got to carpool somewhere and it's an hour drive and we're not driving together even though we're leaving from the same place and coming to the same place yeah so we're all like in our own heads and worlds i find in la when i go to new york i love it i actually feel so free because as soon as i walk out the door I'm in the entire city. Totally. On my feet. Yeah. I'm in the city. That's a great. I'm true, with every person.
2: True friendships are really formed like on the street in New York. Yeah. Like watching crazy things happen and <laughs> yeah. riding the subway and rap seeing battling, some other crazy like, things, like yeah. idiots, yeah. like on the street and like yeah. being out at 2 a.m. with friends. That's kind of where the real moments happen. It, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because life can happen to to you in New York and LA. I think you have to find it. Like you have to know where you're going. Right.
2: Mm. Totally. Yeah. It, yeah. In New
1: York, you can just be walking, and some shit's gonna happen. Like you're gonna, yeah. You're gonna stumble upon life, yeah. and, I really and, I really and I think that's a really good thing for a lot of people, and it makes sense why it would kind of like grow you up
0: pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, really did. Yeah. Yeah. We were also all child actors. Really? Trying yeah. to. Be. Yeah. We were, that's that's actually we, we did okay
2: about. for a little Fell while. Fellas, I, 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 I did. I did not not amazing, but I I was <laughs> I was booking some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I booked. All right. <laughs> uh, I booked. Let's break uh, out the resumes,
3: Devin. <laughs> 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 Let's see your Kmart childhood headso- yeah. headshot. The, headshot. Come on, yeah. the
2: headshots, yeah. Let's um, go. It mainly, like, commercials and Law and & Order and stuff like that that, like, Kids get amazing um, though, but um, we didn't like it at all. I was, I was, <laughs> it was no truly Actually, was not for truly us. hate truly hated it. Yeah. Why I just did not like it? I very quickly realized I was so jealous of the people behind the camera, not even necessarily to do their jobs, just that they got to wear their own clothing that they were free. Stuff. I yeah, I think getting in the in the in the fitting like yeah. uh, that you would do before the shoot. Yeah, it was just the worst moment of my life. I was just like, I don't want to wear any of this. I feel cold, and like I want to get back in my original clothing. And it was just like be someone else for the day. Yeah, and that's just not. Not what I wanted to do.
1: I'm gonna tell you that's healthy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a
1: healthy response. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: But I mean, no. I mean, we we have a lot of friends in in the industry that yeah. that were acting at that age, and some were like the born entertainers. I want to do this. Yeah, you like know?
1: I loved it. I've always loved it. But I get like people have some child actors go through some hard and strange experiences, and I get that's like a healthy response. It's right. like. I don't want to go and have other people dress me, tell me what to say, tell me how to say it, you know, have your whole day kind of be around like pleasing other people through not being yourself. But um, yeah, I did uh, that my entire childhood and and I'm not (laughs) fucked up at all. (laughs) Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it, to you did? be honest. I had like a great version of it. I had a great experience of it. And I know some some contemporaries who did as well were also hearing a ton of stories uh, where people did not, where people had kind of sketchier times on set and mm-hmm. just through the industry, because it makes sense. You're a kid in an adult world, like truly. Yeah. When, you're, when you're in the industry, it's an adult business. You're actually in the real world. So, I mean, it really comes down to your parents and who you end up on set with, like who's the creators. Mm-hmm. And I just luckily have uh, some pretty badass parents and ended up on a Scott Fellows show.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it also helped you because you got to act with other kids your age, I guess.
1: Definitely. Or not, or yeah, it, yeah, no, definitely. Because, yeah, if you ended up, like, as a kid on a, a ensemble that's all adults, right. you would really be in a sh- strange place. Like, yeah. Ned's was fucking 20 other kids. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there actually was a very, like, kind of school aspect. <laughs> yeah. Like, really okay. felt like real <laughs> school so, so at times. Um, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember being on jobs with just adults and almost feeling like I needed to become – like I needed to be like the kid that they said – wow, I can't believe this kid's only eight. He seems like he's 18. <laughs> prodigy, I remember yeah. trying to like name check movies that like, like I've seen The Exorcist. Have yeah. you been trying to like get random facts I've had just so I could like keep up with them. Yeah. I felt like I needed to grow really fast to get. Yeah, you're like,
1: well level. really, uh, Kubrick's work is yeah. uh derivative of. <laughs> <laughs> the earlier,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I felt that a lot and it felt super uncomfortable. I felt like I had to do this.
1: Yeah, it was something I did when I meet child actors now and I see them doing that thing where they're pretending to be thirty. Yeah. It freaks me the fuck yeah. out. Even though I was that, and it was coming from a pure place. But when when I meet these these little actors who are talking to me like we're on the same level, and I'm like, no, <laughs> just be a kid. You're thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. You know nothing about. <laughs> anything like <laughs> don't talk to me like we're on the same level man
3: oh freaks God. me out i don't know if are you, you have seeing kids? a 13 year old
2: in the room right now <laughs> like,
3: where is where are
1: they <laughs> sorry man
2: like Nom
3: flashback so i don't know if you have kids but i don't if someday you do yeah would you recommend that they don't go into acting yes or would you push you would recommend that they don't yeah i would i even would though you like your experience even so though much. i love
1: my life like mm-hmm. even though i love my life and how it went I would encourage all of their creative expression and passions and like honing those things. But I don't think I would want them to go into the industry side of it until they were 18. Mm. It's just not necessary. Mm. That's how I feel. Even though, again, my life, I wouldn't change it. I'm so glad my parents saw like I was a weird little actor boy and they were like, want to go do that? And kept like providing me with the opportunity to do it. Like I wouldn't change that. And I had such cool experiences because of that, that other kids wouldn't have had. Totally.
3: And I honestly, I feel the same about music and obviously they might have different feelings, but none of us have kids. But if I have kids, I would say like I would want them to do music. Yeah. But I wouldn't want them to really jump into the industry side of it until at least 16 to 18, something I, like that. Like really develop who they are as a person. Exactly. Or they go out and are such an in, in an informative place.
1: Exactly. Because where industry meets art, it's yeah fucking turbulent, man. It's turbulent inside ourselves. Like it's hard to be creative. It's such a pure energy. It's such a pure thing. But when you get into the industry of art, it gets,
3: gets wonky. So you got to have some sense of self. Yeah, because so much of that art and making art that you can feel proud of is when you figure out who you are as a person, then you can put that into the art. Yeah. And if it's being so informed by everything else around you to an extent that it's not really you anymore, then what are you really? Are you really growing up at that point? Exactly.
1: And when you're a kid, you're naturally in that time, you're already going to be influenced by like your high school and what people think of you. That's the process of being an adolescent is like you are forming your individual self. And at that time, you're fucking you're influenced by the outside. So Let that be a shitty high school and not like an industry of adults turning you into a commodity and like telling you to change your art for arbitrary reasons. You know, like, nah, not at that age. So yeah, I'm with you, but I will encourage, no, I will force my children to learn instruments. Like I will force Mm -hmm. them to play music. Right.
2: Even if they're screaming, I don't wanna do it. You're gonna do it. Yeah,
1: that's one thing I know I will do because as I've gotten older, (laughs) like I'm so glad I play guitar. It, it is just the gift that keeps on giving mm. to my life, not just how I interact with other people, but how I process things and express things myself. Mm. And there were times, you know, I started learning guitar like any 12-year-old kid to like, girls will like this, you know, Wonderwall. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and now it's like <laughs> such a deep part of my being. So I will force my children to play instruments. Got it, nice. Yeah, I wish oh. I was forced to learn piano. Mm. Yeah. You know, piano's all right
2: there. The scale goes up. You were forced, and that's why you hated it. And then you learned it it. on
0: your own and then loved it. Stop for a while and then came back learning Billy Joel and Elton John and stuff. I actually cared. About. There you go.
1: Yeah. They, they tried you on classical and you were exactly. like boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I had to figure it out on my own. I think
1: that yeah. kind of happened to me with guitar. It was like, I took lessons like early and like hated it and quit. And they were just the boring, like yeah. right? scales took lessons, hated it. And then when I got on Ned's actually, there was like some people who played some adults on set who played and rather than teaching me like bo- starting with boring scales, they like started with like What song do you want to learn? I'm going to teach you chords and let's learn a song. Can Can
2: I be annoying? There's literally an episode of Ned's that that's the plot of it. Literally, when you want to learn guitar and your music teacher is like making oh, you do so the scales right. with, with Everclear, with and art. then he's yeah, and then he's like, and then he is in the band and he's like, see what happens when you learn scales. You remember I that? About that?
0: You think that was see? a
2: memory, but it was an episode. I thought or? no, no. In all no, seriousness, <laughs> <That's> it <right. something laughs> happened in oh, my life. You're talking to him. Yeah. In all seriousness, I thought he was gonna go, and then they wrote a Ned's <laughs> episode based on it, but he literally just described a No, I of forget. A Ned's I episode.
1: forget the Ned's episodes because it's been so long. Yeah, see, I'll remind you. This I'll is the crazy mystical Ned's thing that I'm talking about because no that was real to my life that's so that's
2: literally so when you were like he was trying to teach the scales you literally in the show are just like I really have to do scales and it's like that's how you get good <laughs> like. ah, yeah it's
1: with the least of Everclear yeah, man. yeah. exactly yeah. wow sick man that'll be my last Nets right? my life's a movie <laughs> <laughs> well well a childhood TV show a TV actually. show uh, <laughs> that's so cool man yeah so I'm gonna force my children to play music good that's how it's going to go. Mm. Um, how did you guys, uh, like, how did it go from busking in New York at seven?
2: Yeah, that's when we started. To
1: yeah. uh, records and big boy tours.
2: Yeah, it, it was, okay, so we we made enough money to buy, like, a Pro Tools setup and, like, a basic cheap keyboard and, like, a ukulele, spent, I'm going to get the timeline wrong, but seven or eight years uh, trying to write original songs uh, that were just, obviously started out horrendous and then got... Just slightly better, but not much. It was like eight years of that, which is kinda of what you have to do. Yep. And then eventually we wrote a song called I'm Ready, and that was like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like a SpongeBob sample song. <laughs> and uh I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Right. Bingo. Uh, and then uh, we made this cheap music video for it. And it had like, you know, one view. And then Ryan based, <laughs> Ryan and Adam were in a uh, college class. And Ryan, in sort of a latch, last ditch effort to like make something happen with the band, uh, was like, okay, I'm going to tweet the link out to a thousand celebrities. Yeah. Hi, it's Selena Gomez. Here's a link. You might like this, whatever. And the very last person he did was Sia, the artist. And she ended up right away. She retweeted it and she wrote back to us. And she was like, I love this song. Come meet me in my hotel this weekend in New York, which is really weird. But we were like, we, we, we this could be a, this could be a disaster, it could, but uh, it could be not her. But we're gonna do it because we, no, we have nothing else going on. We got to the hotel. It in fact was her. Whew, she came God. out of the hotel. Whew. She was. <laughs> I'm Sia like it's like a I'm man Sia. <laughs> it's a man dressed up as Sia <laughs> <laughs> no?
3: give me a
2: hug alright <laughs> give, give me a hug <laughs> so you like the song uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, yeah we would have done it no anyway she she literally came out of the hotel she was like singing the song and she, we went to lunch she was like I want to introduce you to people in the industry I think this is a hit song so she dude. got us uh, hooked up with She we met with a couple labels and then finally we met with this guy Steve who uh, ended up being our manager who's still our manager today for the last 10 years dude and then it was kind of that got really successful on the radio and then a little bit more of the stories when basically after that ended our career kind of stalled for two years no one knew who we were I'm ready did nothing for the name of the band it was like a platinum song on its its own own. no one came to see us live so we sat down and had a really serious talk of okay wait a sec we have something here but what is this band yeah and then we wrote our song week um and we were like we're gonna be the kind of overly personal, self-deprecating kind of lyrical band yeah. because I feel like that's a niche that's not really being filled now uh, in modern pop music. And we wrote Week and it got really big and that's when fans kind of started coming in going, I can, re- I, now you're someone I can relate to and yeah. you're saying what I'm thinking. And and it was, it was really just a matter of us saying exactly what we were feeling in music. That was the key, uh, you know, which is something they teach you a Surprise! million times. We yeah. should have just done it. But, uh, and then we started being able to tour and it kind of went from there. Wow, man. That's yeah. like a,
1: you guys like have like a dream- Story. It was just. That's insane. Yeah,
2: many years and then just one instance of luck with her seeing that tweet.
1: Right, yeah. of something organic yeah. and some weird bravery or idea to tweet at celebrities. Yeah. this like You what? said it would be done after that, Honestly, right? we were about, about to like, give this up. This the yeah. last thing
0: we're going to do. It was getting kind of embarrassing. And yeah, it was that one moment of luck and then just a crazy amount of no luck and just work, work, work yeah. before yeah, yeah, yeah. and after that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's so cool. I love that. I love knowing how, like, all of our creative journeys—they really are like specific. It's, it's mm. always unique. I, I love hearing it because it takes luck. Yeah, like, we all. None of us yeah. get any level of anything without luck playing a part. But then also like preparation for sure. Also yeah. working and dreaming and manifesting and wanting it. Yeah, yeah. but it's
2: also luck with just. How many people are doing it, right? Are also doing it. like we're one of a million millions of musicians, Saturated. right? Yeah. And yes. how fast life moves now to the next thing, to the next one, to the next Dude. one. Give me a four-second pitch on a song before I move to the next one. Dude. It's like you just gotta, you gotta fill that, you know, really quick.
1: Yeah. And five albums deep, that's impressive. Cause also, there's also that. Like people's attention spans are moving very mm. quickly and people yeah. are moving on to whatever's new to them. So it's crazy, yeah. Trying to stay.
0: Yeah, In especially now, people. like music, comedy, political stuff—it's all kind of the same the category same, yeah. now. Um, it's all—I hate this word, but it's all considered content on yeah. TikTok or whatever.
2: Got it? It's the word now, right? We got to get. Yeah, used don't
0: to it. don't. Can find I do this it. while I say content? No,
2: oh. no, that makes you seem annoying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, you sure. it makes you seem fifty years older. <laughs> 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 you just aged way up.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you're yeah. the oldest brother now. Yeah, yeah you are.
0: Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I think songwriting has really changed for us too. It's like how fast can you grab people? Maybe it's good. Like maybe people got. to be ten times more creative yeah. to catch people's attention, but we'll see. I did no. listen.
1: Is the single was it? I'm a mess. Yes, yes I'm a mess. I'm a yes, mess. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I'm a mess. That will be on. That's on the record. That's on the well, album. That's yeah. yeah. So I listened yeah, yeah. to that because that's what's out right now, and it did grab me very quickly. Oh. So you guys have honed it. <laughs> 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 I was in lyrically and just the sound. Oh, thank
2: you.
0: Who
1: whistled it? Who did mm. do that? That
0: was you, right? Yeah. With a lot of other tuning me. in there.
1: Okay. Yeah. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pull that whistle out live, or what?
0: Watch this.
2: You see, Boom. <laughs> that, that's just the magic of auto tune, and, and with a little tuning, and I guess going on YouTube and taking a whistle sample and dragging <laughs> it over Ryan's take. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that was.
1: Uh, yeah, listeners at home, check out. Uh, yes, I'm a mess. It's like a great track, and yeah, there's this whistle melody like throughout it. I was wondering. I was like, Are you gonna have to be that good at whistling live? Good <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm have not to be sure. Andrew Are we Bird. Gonna... We gotta
0: figure that out. Yeah,
1: the
2: Andrew Bird. I don't know if we can get to that level, but he yeah.
1: does it live. He I've does. heard it. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. It's too much. Con- Control. that's a lot of control yeah I can't that's do the bird that. control yeah yeah um what are your guys instruments
2: uh i uh play guitar and i sing i'm a lead singer yeah, yeah no,
3: and i produce and i play the bass sweet
2: yeah. who who drums we have a drummer that uh we have a drummer and a trumpet player that tour with us and a violin like mm. and a backup and a violin now a violinist. Newly, yeah. Yeah. new new addition mm.
1: Dope. And you yeah. produce. I do produce, yeah. Do you produce too? I have started. Mm. So yeah, I have a new project out called Good Valley. For years, I did singer-songwriter stuff just mm. under my name, just Acoustic Boy, you know? Cool. Emotional Acoustic Boy. Cool. And then uh, over the last two years, I wanted to do something different that was more more to actually my taste, more to what I listen to, which is like electronic and like cutty and... I don't know, like James Blake-ish. Cool. Um, So went in that direction and started producing to do that because I didn't know I didn't know how to find the sounds I was hearing in my head. Yeah, you know, I like didn't know how to communicate that yet. So I explored a bunch on my own, brought it to a producer friend of mine, and then we like collaborated on this thing. Love it. What are you on? Logic. Logic. Yeah, logic was the made sense. You know, coming the logical choice. It was the logical choice Mm -hmm. coming from like GarageBand. Logic made sense. You know, yeah, definitely. And fuck Pro Tools. Oh,
2: that's what I'm on
1: though <laughs> you've hurt the man
2: I'm, I'm sorry huh? you've insulted the man I'm, no
1: that's because you're like talented and you, you obviously have some technical ability I can't with Pro Tools he's trying to save it yeah. <laughs> he wears
0: glasses Yeah. no I say it
1: for me because like logic is enough complication for me uh, Pro Tools like breaks my brain
0: logic is way more intuitive I totally that's understand that's what I mean yeah I, yeah I think for the more live instrument stuff that we do Pro Tools might be better that makes sense yeah no
1: that makes sense yeah logic has an intuitive thing a lot of what I Produced all my old stuff on with with a buddy of mine. He produced on Pro Tools, and none of it was ever intuitive to me. It always mm. intimidated me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I've been looking over his shoulder for 18 years, and <laughs> I still do, I know it's Command Space to start recording. That's, that's all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Isn't it even like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Logic yeah. makes sense. I yeah, watch yeah. and I learn yeah. things even watching someone else on it. But yeah. Pro Tools, I'm like, I don't want to touch that. That's yep. so
0: funny. Yeah. Apple yeah. has just figured out how to make everything intuitive. Yeah. I know. Even I know. now with the watch that you do that, it's just like, of course. Why weren't we doing that the whole time? that's like to maybe pick up a call or to press play oh, or something Jesus. you're now just doing nice. it with your fingers
1: and it
2: it grabs oh. it and like it knows, it
0: knows. Maybe there's a little lidar camera here, so it sees what you're doing.
2: We're really heading heading towards
0: Wally world, huh? Is that what they do in Wally? Well, I'm just just as little movement as possible, right? one <laughs> step at a time, right?
2: Like Crazy. even this should burn at least a calorie. <laughs> no,
3: this,
2: no, I feel like that. it's doing nothing now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm
1: ready for my chair and my and my straw and, and, my, just the and my big hover chair. And my
2: are Kind of in it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's and just to con- your 24 hour podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: just,
2: <laughs> just wrapped. And while you're sleeping, you're just, <laughs> just snoring
1: into it. It's an ASMR podcast, while yeah, you sleep. Honestly, yeah. we're moving in that direction yeah. of just 24 hours sh- there streaming. There are people who do this, right? Yes, I've like Twitch. They're on Twitch just permanently. They sleep on it and they make m- money somehow. Where's the money coming? Oh, he's a, a fan from people donating? Yep. Wow. I think I think most of the people donating uh, to Twitch streamers, it has to be a woman Twitch streamer sh- sleeping. You know what I mean? Like
2: ah. Mm. Uh, some I, I'm just going
1: to say, it's, mm. it's some creeps. Um, yeah. but, but hey, cash in, man.
3: Cash yeah. In. yeah. I wonder if you could do a brand deal while you're sleeping and just put it on your eye mask. Oh, or something pretty like genius.
1: That. We're all moving in this direction. Okay. Mm. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited for this level of content? what is Where are we? We live here now. Wait, what is this? What is this? What's door, Wait, is this? <laughs> this is us now. We live here. Are you still uh, acting? Uh, yes. I mean, the strike is almost over. Please, lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will continue to act once that's over. Uh, I'll act for the rest of my life. Hmm. I love it. I've, the transition from childhood to a adult actor is a journey and a lot of people peel off a lot of actors I know who started as kids they peeled off into other desires just letting go of the instability of it like yeah. and I get it I've went through all that in my 20s of like debating am I still doing this am I still doing this and then just finally hit a point where I was like yes I love this forever wow so I'll wow. continue to pursue it yeah. thank God for podcasts to give me like stuff to do when I'm not in the meantime because there's a lot of in the meantime yeah what's your dream role uh I don't there is a dream role, man. Or dream director to work with. or Yeah, I mean, psh, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. Spike Jones, I don't well. know. There's a lot, man. But really, it's just like, I just want to keep working and have it keep unfolding in my life. Like, every movie has changed me in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Every movie has led me to new people in my life. Like, it is some weird, mystical, creative thing that I just love doing. The industry of it is whatever it is, but like, I just want to keep on the ride, man. I want to stay in the circus I'd like it too much.
2: Yeah. You just have. you feel like you have to do it. I, yeah,
1: it's just a calling. Like I love it. Right. I'm I'm rarely happier than when I'm on a set. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. like I feel that like sometimes if we if we ever quit music down the road at some point, I feel like I'd be I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd be wondering what would, would now, if I was doing music, would the next album be the one? Like, right. like, like would this be the biggest of my career? Like, I right. feel like I'd be wondering, or like, am I going to miss the next insane phase of music? that right. I'm not going to be a part of it. I feel mm. like there's so many factors that could change if I just go, oh, I'm not going to do
0: this anymore. We don't have a plan to do that whatsoever, yeah. but yeah, yeah. if no. we ever did. But it's know? a good feeling to feel like I was put on earth for this reason. Totally. That's how we feel about like songwriting and touring yeah. and stuff. And it's not a feeling that, a lot
2: of people have. I know, we, yeah. We, we, there's, we're, we're, we have tons of our closest friends who are like, maybe I'll try this. I just, I
1: haven't found something yet that I'm just really drawn to. Or, Facts. Yeah. I know, I have so many friends and I feel, my, my sister I talked to about, like she never had, I've had it, I've had the acting thing since I was a kid and mm-hmm. then like music is a part of it now too and like it's just, I have to create, I have to do this. I feel for my friends and family who like, I get it. They're like, I don't know, I don't feel called to anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that that feels like a Feels like a harder place to be even though they have to be freer in some way because also pursuing what we pursue comes Mm -hmm. with its own, like, insanity. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you put that as your main value, there's also no end goal. That. You could always be a bigger musician, that. always be a bigger actor. Because
1: right. of that, there's like an eternal dissatisfaction. To yeah, pursuing yeah.
0: Creative totally. Endeavors. My my fiance's mom is like the most satisfied person I've ever met. She just like lives in a small place in Connecticut. Like she's just like so proud of who I her knew kids it. You're are. from Connecticut. No, no I'm just
2: <laughs> <laughs> you so don't want us to be from New York.
0: <laughs> but like when you're surrounded by people that are so obsessed with career all the time, it's like so refreshing to be around someone that's like, I just love my family. What do you mean? I don't want anything more I than know. This. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so pure. Like yeah. you're
1: just living life. Yeah. I am constantly trying to figure out how to get these dreams out of my head and into the world. You know what yeah. I mean?
2: Yeah. And the more you love it, the worse the problem
3: is. Oh, so it's, it's like deep. a weird
2: catch 22. Yeah, it's thing. deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it hurts. Would
3: you ever consider a reboot where you three are the adults in the show and you have kids? So previous to us doing the podcast, I pitched a reboot.
1: Yeah. So like there was a point. All right. So there's point post Neds like into my twenties where like, you know, it was just like the idea of a reboot was like, no, like I'm moving past this thing. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point later into my twenties where I was like out of money and, <laughs> and career was far away. And I just, felt like my dreams had like slipped away. And yet there's an entire generation who knows me for this thing. So I I realized like, wow, I think this, this thing that I've been leaving in the past, but is still around is actually the answer. Like this Mm -hmm. will solve the problems I'm trying to solve in my adult life. And it would be so fun to make an adulthood survival guide. Like mm. a survival guide to your twenties, mm. like mm. that would be amazing because that's where all of us are out, it. yeah, you know, totally. Like, yeah. Real world, man. Roommates, like dating, dating, yeah. uh, taxes, all that, all that shit. Bad boss, like good boss, yeah. like all that. Uh, I thought, like, whoa, this is actually great. Like, this will solve my. Problems personally in life, and we'll solve the career things and be like a win 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 for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, for like two years, I got that going with Scott Fellows and mm. got this whole thing going and kind of started on TikTok to build the like desire for it. And we pitched it, and like I think we had a good pitch, but for whatever reason at that time, the studio said no. And also, we couldn't take it to sell it, which was like, we'll take it. Like, yeah. we'll t- just let us have it. We'll it's, their it. IP
3: though. Yeah. it's
1: their IP though. It's their IP. Um, so Um, it was a no and it was actually like really depressing because like, I was like, I thought this was the answer. Luckily, the podcast came around and has kind of been it. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know what will happen in the future. Like right now, the podcast is enough for me. But if they call and wanted to do a reboot, like, would I say no? Probably not. I mean, that would be silly, I think. So, someday, maybe. If you I don't needed
3: know. a reimagined version of the theme song, we'd be happy to help. We're here. Add us to your pitch. Noted.
0: <laughs> Noted. There's okay. So much, there's so much turnaround at those uh, studios. I feel like you could repitch it right now to a whole uh, new group of people, right? Yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Like, right? honestly, these studios turn over every two years, it's yeah. entirely new executives. So, yeah, wow. you're not wrong. But um, also,
3: like, and I know this is getting on the business side, but like the parent company of Nickelodeon. Like owns a whole bunch of other streaming services of too, course. and mm. you could put it on so many other places that you. Of course, you, yeah. I mean, i know We doing this. Okay. Let's get started. <laughs> Did we just attach ourselves to it without his
1: permission? I mean. AJR doing the theme song would be rad as hell. I'd like and to like, cut to us
2: in the studio, me pitching it and you're just in the back. So here's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the whole thing thought out. What's up, guys? How are you? How are you? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't let you speak. No, no. That you're right. exactly? no you got juice box or something. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got everyone attached. All the original. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Making promises. I cannot give Oh, everyone. Yeah, everyone's in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see where life goes. Right now, I'm like really genuinely happy like with my creative kind of flow it feels it feels good but uh, we'll see where it goes because there's there's creative dreams i have and there's things i want and like maybe a reboot's part of that maybe not maybe not maybe i don't know maybe the music goes somewhere maybe the podcast keep going somewhere and like when acting comes back after the strike like there's i have some stuff kind of lined up that yeah Mm. so i don't know man we'll see
2: i think this is the lesson we've learned in the last like two year or two even writing this album is just like that what you just said is maybe this will happen, maybe this will happen. I don't know. Is that's the healthiest mindset because we've spent there's so and and it's such a hard place to get to. Yeah. But just the anxiety of Okay, even though this single is currently doing well then what about the next one and they're going to be so mad when this is over uh, our our label or whoever um, yeah. is going to be so angry so we have to think to this way and it's just it's just the most unhealthy mindset to have and it's mm-hmm. not a mindset that anyone else has but but like People that the are really in indie- creative, you know. And
1: the industry side of it. Because yeah. creative, it's just discovery. It's just fun. I don't know. We had these ideas for these songs and did it. You know, like, but mm. when you get the expectation and what it needs to do externally, it gets real unhealthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because your brain almost like goes to the worst thing, right? Like, because if, if my brain's going to the worst place, it's going to be like, okay, but if, if, as long as this single is active and known, we have fans, and the second the single ends, all our fans are gone, right. oh no. Now <laughs> right. we have to get them back with the next single, and that's just like not, not the true. way it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I'm fan, I'm a big fan of some artists' albums, like their first album, and not their next two, but then the next one, and that's mm-hmm. just like, it's not as complicated as it is in my head. People exactly. aren't, you know, it's not that serious, Exactly. You know?
1: It's totally. a tough place to get to. Yeah. What number of streams will make you want to quit music? <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs>
3: when does it hit where
1: you go, am I a total fa- failure? Even though you're five albums deep and kind of tour and all that, you know, it's yeah. so
0: strange. And everything now is so numbers based. Every oh. post we do has to get at least 300K views or else that was a failure of a post. Right. It's become so macro. No, yeah. micro. Micro. Yeah, yeah, so micro. No,
2: but we were, we were just really lucky. We kind of got in there before this happened yep. and we developed the fan base so before. Good. Before, um, right, yeah. before and we we truly thank you know the world and our fans literally every yeah. single day that we were able to kind of like come up when it was a little more natural before the you know social media boom and yep. when it was like the artists on radio who have the best song will be the one yep. sort of like the natural progression of an artist so mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're lucky that we were able to get in there
1: yeah like hone the real fans at that point yeah.
2: yeah, we gained fans in the most natural, slow, very slow way—like one fan at a time. One fan tells one other person, who tells one person, and it was just slow. It's beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Will you tell me about the the new record and the new tour?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we uh, wrote this album over the last two years. It was like the craziest two years of our life. We, uh, a bunch of like crazy family stuff happened to us. Our dad actually got sick and passed away during the writing of this album. Damn. Um, in July, he passed away. And it was like incredibly sad, but it was also like incredibly interesting of like, oh my God, there's so many new songs to write, so many new parts of your brain that turn on yeah. and go, oh my God, now I'm actually an adult. Like speaking of growing up, like Dude. what what more would ma- would make you grow up and yeah. make you realize how ephemeral life can be? What's actually important? how unimportant social media likes are Mm. and how important your legacy and how kind you are to other people are. So it just like totally changed the chemistry of all of our brains. Yeah. Wow, man. So sorry to hear that.
1: Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, that that there you go. There's a rite of passage that all of us will face at some point. Yeah, that will right. force us to grow up. But yeah. that's never wanted.
2: Yeah, hundred yeah. well, percent. And it, and it made its way. It all made its way into the album because there was no other place to put the feelings. Of course, you know. So it's like it feels weird that when our dad, because there's one song on the album called "God Is Really Real," and mm. uh, it's it's all about our dad getting sick, and we wrote this. Days after he went to the hospital, before we even know what he had, it ended up being cancer. It felt weird, like we're really writing a song right now, like we should just be on the phone with him all the time or sitting there thinking about it, like we're really writing mm-hmm. something. That's like, that's that was the therapy for us in the moment. Exactly. That's what we had to do. That's the only thing we knew how to do. And it's just, it's a weird feeling and a weird job to to have to do your job at the lowest point in your life yeah. ever.
0: Yeah. To have just, to feel that uncomfortable, not more than uncomfortable, the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Feel it 10 times as much to be able to spit out a song that yeah. will hopefully make the next person that is losing their dad feel a little bit like less alone. Man. Yeah. That is wild.
1: Yeah, that's a lot, man.
2: Yeah. yeah, and it's, so a so lot. it ended up, yeah, and it, and, and uh, many other things happened too. It was kind of a two years of just like, because we've had a pretty, I mean, we've had a lot of ups and downs in our life, but last two years were primarily downs for us <laughs> uh, with social life and family, other family stuff, weird career stuff in the background, uh, behind the scenes, and it all made its way into the album, so it ended up being by far our most personal, not dark, but just like introspective, deep, yeah. deep yeah. real deep. album. Yeah. Um, and we were so scared by that because like so many of our like big hit songs are these
0: our happy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah.
2: became kind of known as like, like the positive voice in yeah. pop, and like, oh, th- that band, yeah, yeah, they smile and that like you know, that sort of thing. And there are fun songs on the album, but not nearly as I hate to use words like trivial, but it's kind of feels that way mm-hmm. with, compared to what we've been going yeah. through. Yep. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Because that was really part of our thing for a long time. I mean, it still kind of is, but like we're gonna write about some we're gonna write songs about some really unimportant topics. We wrote a song about The Office, the TV show yeah, yeah. in like 2016 or something. Yeah. And everything it meant, and it's like an emotional song. It's like how much I crafted my life after Jim from the office or learned this thing from Michael from the office and like yeah. it's about how important a TV show actually can turn out sure. to be um and that became our sound for a really long time we're going to talk about the things you never think about like Seinfeld almost right and now we're like now there's nothing more important than what we're talking right, right, about right. on this right. album. Yeah, yeah
1: we're going to make these things deep and meaningful isn't life cool and now you have the real, deep, and meaningful parts of life that are—we don't really yeah. have
2: to. Yeah, you don't have. Don't to, have to extract anything. Yeah, you're it's right. a yeah. magic trick. It's yeah,
1: like, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. That makes me even more excited to hear it, man. Like, Thank you. That's Thank that's, you. that's the real stuff. Yeah, it will. Life will come for us all, man. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, may, it makes you just grow up. It was like it was a lot of like you know, we have a due date for the album, right? So we have to be an album, but also we're the only ones that really can take care of our dad right now. So we got to, let's do an hour of work, switch a mindset, go to family time. Yeah. To, it, it was just, yeah. it was, I know it, that that thing will make you, that'll make you, we truly, I know it sounds funny, but like we, we aged up to kind of like a 50 year old person, which yeah. is like, The age that I hear generally when people's parents get sick, you know, if they are healthy and live longer. And we had to get there so quick, you know, like I had just moved in with my girlfriend and like just sort of like taking those first, you know, real steps. And then it was like, let's jump to a real thing. Yeah. And and
0: the specific dynamic with our dad was funny because he's like the nice, he was the nicest guy in the world, but he was also kind of lazy. So we kind of just like let the sickness happen to him. He was just like, I'm not going to walk today. Then it became our job to be like, did you walk today? Did you drink water? We literally became his parents. It was yep. the craziest was reversal.
1: Wild, crazy yep. reversal. Life yeah. does that over time. It's so strange. Like eventually, yeah, we are taking care of our yeah. parents. You guys yeah. had it in a really like kind of concentrated version. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We this, this is what will happen to us all. It's so yeah. strange, man. But beautiful and weird, you kind of had a deadline on a record, so you had to express, you
0: had to write, you had to make. You're right, we probably wouldn't have written about this stuff if we didn't have a deadline. Nah, we're not writing.
1: Yeah, nah, the grief would maybe shut it down, but because you had to, I mean, at least it keeps your heart open, you know? Yeah. Like, Like, I maybe want to numb when grief is first happening, and I'm probably less creative if I start that track of, like, numbing and closing right? but uh yeah when my parents were actually going through a divorce a few years ago i was like in the middle of doing a play and it just for i did the play for nine months and it just forced wow. i had to keep my heart open wow. i had to keep expressing and i had to keep feeling and there's actually a good thing because then it's not all getting buried in there
0: you don't have to undo all of the burying you did exactly wow yeah. was it a bad divorce yeah, it was, yeah it was, oh, sorry it was, it was yeah it
1: was a rough oh, one that's the worst it was a rough one guys oh. so, um but yeah, but uh, creativity is kind of what kept me going through.
2: Were you able to feel distracted on stage
1: every night? Yeah, but like that good, like cathartic, like not just distracted, but like in my heart, like in my feelings. So that was good. Because yeah. then I would leave the stage and like kind of need to like <laughs> shut down and be numb, you know? But, so but you, four shows a weekend. and went back to the real you. Like... Yeah, but four shows a weekend, I had to really be open and be me. So I'm glad for that. Um, mm. wow. And yeah, for you guys, I really hope... You've had to do this record. So cool. And then I really hope the tour kind of is a another level of catharsis, you know, yeah, like- the
3: tour is't this tour in particular is an interesting one for us because our goal has always been to play arenas. And this tour, we're playing Madison Square Garden. We're playing the Forum. We're playing like, oh my think, God, forty five fifty cities in the u s arenas everywhere. That's insane so starting in the park. And then even our first indoor shows, there were like three people that showed up. And we literally didn't skip a step over the last 12 years. We went like a show and then doubled it and then doubled it. And and then finally we made it to arenas. So this is like the thing we've been working towards for 12 years. And when Ryan and Jack write, they also think about what the show is going to look like for each song. So it's really just one process now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. we're big Broadway fans, and so
0: I don't know if you know anything about our show. Totally fine if you don't, but uh, we do a lot of like I don't. <laughs> um, we do a <laughs> lot you'd of like, like to. I'd like to. <laughs> I want to come. Um, we do a lot of like magic illusions, weird stuff on stage. Um, it really feels like a Broadway show. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's our favorite thing ever, making the tours. Honestly, um, so yeah, like Adam's saying, as we're writing a song, we're like, oh, you know, it'd be cool here. We'll do this crazy thing where shadows come to life here, and then we're gonna do this here. We're just like little kids again, dude. Yeah,
1: man, I'm so uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I really want to come to this one when you got you're doing the forum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be there at that big ass arena. all right. <laughs> um, that's insane. Congratulations, guys. Thank um, you. Um, what's the record called? The Maybe man. The maybe man. The maybe man. Yes. um, listeners at home, go listen to this record. Please. I will too. It's out not as of right now when I'm recording it with them but it's out as of right now when you're listening to it. Um so I haven't heard it yet but I will.
3: Man, and the tour is when? The tour starts April 2nd and goes through the beginning of August. So it's quite a bit of time on the road. Big
1: summer arena tour? Oh yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. This Thank you. is uh this is huge.
3: Yeah. Thanks. We have to recalibrate our brains
0: to No, we hit our goal. Like, cause I know as soon as the arena tour is done, we're gonna be like, what's next? We got to play the moon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We have to like reset to be like, okay, check off life dream. Everything else is gravy.
1: Yeah. There's a simple way I'd like to say that it's it's like what an old acting coach told me. He's like, he's like, you got to buy yourself a cookie. And he just means that like when you hit, like (laughs) oftentimes we're just striving, 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 and you never actually just give yourself that moment to be like, Hey, you did that.
3: Yeah. Will you buy us a cookie at the forum?
2: <laughs> I will buy you a cookie. I'll Are bring you. hundred sh- percent sure he didn't just mean you should go buy her? <laughs> like, were you like he's an acting coach, so he probably means this something. This probably, this is, but he's probably just like you did good today. You should probably go.
1: Buy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a sweet tooth, so he meant his treat is a cookie. But whatever your cookie is, buy yourself a cookie. Got at it. This okay, got but it. I'm gonna bring the three of you one cookie, and oh, you guys can share it. Excellent. I love that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I've loved having you on. I want to keep talking, but I think we have to stop, right?
2: <laughs> I would stop. Dang. Okay. did um, something. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: no. Let. I, I. I need you to leave our. You've dropped a ton of nuggets, but I. I one from each of you. I like to just leave the audience with a, a little piece of like, what, what's what's one key to growing up? Realizing that
2: although it may seem like it, no one really hates you. Okay, and if they do. Why on earth would you want to be friends with that person? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I love that. It's an important lesson.
0: I love that. I think that uh, when you're young, your horizons are like this big and you're like, I could be this many things. And then as you grow up, like I'm about to turn 30, you kind of realize, oh, I could be like this many things. But there's like a real beauty in that and just like
3: choosing what to be and going to be it. Beautiful. I think growing up is finding the happiness in things that you have to do in life.
1: Mm. Yeah. Finding the happiness and responsibility. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's, yeah,
1: that's the big, I mean, that's what I talk about all the time on here, but the transition from adolescence to adulthood, I agree very much with that, is adolescence, you're trying to do everything to not be responsible, Mm -hmm. and growing up is the ongoing process of making peace with being responsible for all of it, man. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. This was fun. This was a blast. Yeah. I could talk for three more hours. Yeah. (laughs) But we won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners at home, go check out the record. Go see them on tour. AJR, thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Bye.